Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Berry, the boater, rounding out the crew today as we navigate the latest boating news and information. All right, so uh, a lot of crazy stuff happening in the world, uh, futuristic type of stuff I think we're going to get into a little bit. Is that right, Patrick? What do you think? Yeah, but first we got hurricane alert. Hurricane Uh-oh. alert. Again? Hurricanes coming for not Florida. That's Yay. right. Yay. That's good. We'll take it, right? <laughs> yeah yeah not not wishing ill on any other states uh or countries on the other hand but um good luck new jersey (laughs) connecticut uh uh, yeah more like massachusetts yeah up in that area yeah Uh, well unlike florida they're all hunkered down anyway already so they're (laughs) well not not really because i have dealers up in that area uh new jersey and boston yeah and um they were in um you know, all of a sudden, nobody was going boating this weekend. Um, they're they're actually, I mean, lashing them down, mm-hmm. securing them, yeah, uh, what what they could get out of the water. Uh, and of course, this is well ahead of end of season time to pull boats out and start winterizing. Uh, so this is certainly was unexpected. Where we kind of expect it, I guess. Mm-hmm. True uh, down here, uh, up in the Northeast, not so much. Uh, so it is a is there, I think the last last one was uh, a true hurricane was I think ninety two up there something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, not talking about Superstorm Sandy because that was that was a, a a weird deal there with the northeast or combined with the remnants of whatever and you know um, so the perfect storm yeah true indeed so um, yeah if you're if you're listening up in the northeast. Um, Hunker down, as we say down here, as Greg says, because I never say that, except for right now. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, or maybe it just jump starts their winterizing of their vessels. No, they're hoping for a mild winter. Believe me, for, with with uh, with the uh, pandemic ongoing, they are going to stretch this out as long as they can their boating season. That's true. Uh, it's one of the places they can go. And uh, have a little bit of independence is on their vessel, I guess. So, I don't know. It, it, it sucks to be them this weekend. Last week, uh, it was us that we were a little bit worried. Like, oh god, here we go again. But uh, it just went by, right by us. We didn't have no, any no, issue no. At no. All. You're thinking of Grace. Grace. Grace went and hit uh, Mexico as a category three. Right, but it didn't hit Florida. Hello. No, no, it went below us. Right. This one is is they, they call it Henry. Henry. I call it Henry, but it's not Henry. It's Henri. Yeah, Henri, Henri yeah. it's French. The H is yeah, French. the H is uh is uh, silent. But it is a hurricane now and it's expected to hit sometime in the middle of the afternoon at in Connecticut around uh, Today, early on Saturday. Evening, 8, 8 PM. No, eight PM Sunday. Sunday. Okay. Why yeah. why is it that they always hit at night? I don't you know, I've asked my wife that a couple of times 
Why, why is it why, always at night? Why, why do you defer to your wife, Barry? I, that's, well, that's because who else am I going to talk to? Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only person that will uh, oblige that will listen his, to me. That's she, right. She, Strange she question. She slides some food through that, the, the food <laughs> through portal. The and door, the yeah. Right. Oh, There's boy. a big gap there. I it mean, explains I try, a lot. I call, yeah. I call Greg in the week. He, he sees mm-hmm. my number and just hangs up on me. Well, you know, he's always busy. So, <laughs> but, it, but it does seem like they, they tend to hit, you know, 2 a.m. It came ashore. You know, it, it pitch black darkness, worst time of a day that you that it could land. And here it comes. You well, know? Okay. Th- that's like going on Space Mountain. You notice it's always in the dark. If you ever saw it when it's lit up, it's not that scary. OK, you Space Mountain was scary. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, what you're saying, Space Mountain, the roller coaster would not be nearly as intimidating nearly as intense if it as, was lit yeah. up. Exactly. Yeah, it, when it's all dark inside Space Mountain, it makes it a little bit more intense. I've okay. seen it lit up in there, and it looks like a little itty bitty roller coaster. Right. But it would, when it's dark, you can't tell. Yeah, it really doesn't go that fast. I, uh, I've been told, but still, it right. knocks me around. So, but it plays with your senses in, in the dark. Okay, That's right. so uh, I don't know. I digress. Uh, hurricanes are one thing that we don't have to deal with in Florida. They got to deal with it up in the Northeast. Hopefully, they'll be fine. And we'll report that everybody's good next week on the show. But we do have some other uh, little tidbits. A couple uh, boating stories caught my eye. And I was like, man, is this the future? And I sent it over to Patrick and Barry. And I said, hey, guys, what do you think? And I said, who is this? (laughs) Right. Patrick didn't know what to expect. Uh, He's like, I don't get anything from Greg, so it can't be from him. I thought I blocked you. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Stop texting me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, Patrick blocks me. Like I like I blocked Barry, uh, but uh, regardless, uh, I came across these two stories. One in particular was a new, relatively new uh, motor that's electric that this company says is the future. It can go super fast. What what do we know about this uh, electric torpedo looking type motor for boats? It looks like a torpedo strapped to a boat. This thing okay scary. that helps uh, very little. What about you, well, Patrick? <laughs> Well, I thought Candela was was the actual boat itself. Yeah, no, that's the, the motor. motor, right? It's motor, a new motor technology, right? Yeah, yeah. it's it's the it's a C pod. It's the first electric pod motor designed for high speed boats. Um, Looks so, like a torpedo or a yeah. extra long Hickory Farm smoked sausage, or or looks like something you really tor- do like those, don't you? Looks like something that torpedo has been doing for quite a while now. Um, here's, I mean, the nice thing is, I mean, it's got a twin prop, so it's counter rotating kind of yeah. like the, uh, the bubble Penta dual prop or the Merc Bravo three. Yeah. Why is that? I mean, you know, yeah, I, I, I don't know. understand that. What does that counter prop do with those two counter props, uh, provide counter rotate? Yeah. Well, for the same shaft horsepower, uh, you're spinning two props versus one. Mm-hmm. And they counter rotate, so you've got a couple things. You've got a an increased, a better hole shot, so from dead stop, and you achieve a uh, better cruise speed. And I'm basing this on my experience with the gas and diesel. Um, I haven't had an opportunity to uh, drive a boat with this uh, C pod mm-hmm. uh, twin prop. And then the other thing you have to remember is with single prop out drives um, with a single engine application um the prop is going to be rotates in one direction um usually right hand um so it's it's spinning Mm -hmm. and what 
if you spend enough time out on the water, you can you can usually spot the novice boaters um, a couple different ways. Um, one is um, when they come from a dead stop and power up, the bow shoots literally straight up in the air, which is telling you they haven't tucked or trimmed uh, their drive down. Um, or when they're coming off of plane and slowing down, uh, the bow stays raised up in the air, very high, which tells you that they're not lowering the drive as they slow down. Um, and the other thing is when they're at low speed, idle speed going through a manatee zone or a, a minimum wake, no wake zone, uh, single prop, single engine boats, you'll notice that the, the, the driver starts to wander. The boat starts to, they're, they're carving these huge S and the, the S pattern starts to get bigger and larger and larger and larger. And that's because the prop's rotating one way. So it, it wants to steer the boat, if you will, because you're pushing from behind. It wants to naturally push the boat to starboard. Mm-hmm. So as you're driving the boat at slow speed, the boat will start to come to starboard. And the novice boater will counter that with a full port, full port yeah. to, to the wheel. And again, you're pushing from behind. So by the time the boat responds to what you've done with the wheel, now you're far over to port. And now you're cutting all the way back to starboard again um, to counter the previous move that you did. And now you're just doing these big uh, S uh, patterns, serpentine um, through the water instead of small movements give the boat a chance to respond got it pushing from behind you're not steering from the front like a car but with this dual prop from uh, candela that kind of offsets that issue duo props will tend to track straighter Mm -hmm. truer okay um and again uh, with the gas and diesel applications for the uh, you get better fuel economy because you're able to get on plane quicker and when you achieve your desired cruise speed so you're you've trimmed the drives up you've retracted your trim tabs you've adjusted for wind and sea conditions and you're at you're probably running about 29 maybe 30 miles an hour nobody's getting thrown around the cockpit nobody's holding on for dear life and you can have a conversation with people and not have to scream over the sound of wind noise if you're one of those unfortunate lower class people that still have an open cockpit boat uh, versus the enclosed uh, okay, cockpits all right <laughs> well this right, electric right. candela motor i mean it's it's they say it's virtually silent as well other than the you know the wind noise and stuff too so yeah well uh, most most outdrives are silent <laughs> right it's, the it's, it's just the, the engine, engine that's loud noise. that's yeah. right well they're yeah i mean but the, the these engines have these motors have no engine so they're not making that racket it's the same as my neighbor's uh, tesla yeah exactly no, it's not and i'll tell you why okay, okay next you're listening to the world of boating radio network Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK 
resin to their exclusive Power Claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast kids love to dress like pirates the murderers and rapists that pirates were <laughs> Being a pirate is all fun and games Till somebody loses an eye It hurts like it blazes It makes you pull faces But you can't let your mates see you cry A fancy black patch will cover the hatch Making sure the soccer stays dry Being a pirate is all fun and games Till somebody loses an eye It's so hard to be a pirate A pirate, a pirate You can't be a pirate With only your mom This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the boater, rounding out the crew. All right, I so Barry the pirate. Yes, he, he. I don't know. Are you wearing a pirate? Oh. I've got a. I've got a patch on your my patch. Eye isn't now. even black. It's white. No, it's a post-it it note. I know. This twenty-first century patch. That's so sad. Uh, you yes, can see this is. on Facebook Live and YouTube, <laughs> Twitch, you name it, right, and we I'll, apologize. I'll I can't see. Uh, the new all-electric Candela C-Pod motor says on their website, they announced this this week, uh, it'll last a lifetime without maintenance. It's Who's four times, four times more efficient than the best electric outboards and makes for a be. totally silent boat ride. Okay, but here's the thing. Uh, first of all, it's a hydrofoil. Okay. okay. Yeah. So it's designed to lift. And if you go to their website, and this is this isn't a, a pro or con against Candela, okay? Just pointing out what is on their website. Uh this boat that they show out on San Francisco Bay, uh, you need four of these. Yeah. 
to lift the boat. Okay. And that's good, but it limits the usefulness of the boat depending on what you want to do with it. And it really does need a, a kind of a certain hull design for that application. Um, Which would be what? Well, you're, you're the, looking at the one that they have on the video that's running. Um, the boat tends to look like it's bow down. Um, and you see the forward part of the hull uh, occasionally make contact with the water. So I think you want a boat that's probably got a little less uh, bow area on the hull bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably more of a, a, uh, a minimum dead rise, maybe not necessarily a flats boat, but probably pretty close. You're probably not looking at something that's, you know, a 21 degree dead rise or, or even a, a 18 degree dead rise. You're probably looking at probably about five degree, maybe 10 at the most. Um, because when you lift, you want to make sure that you're staying clear of the water for the conditions that you may encounter that being chop. Um, I think this is uh, a good application of the technology, especially you got areas in uh, Europe that have banned or will be banning gas and diesel engines from operating on their waters, whether it's inland lakes or coastal areas. Uh, You're probably going to see that trend continue here into the States where you're going to have certain bodies of water where they're probably going to outright ban, uh, which some areas already do. Uh, you're just not, you're allowed to bring a canoe, a kayak, a, a sailboat, but no uh, gas motors, diesel motors. Uh, right here in, in Orlando, there's Lake Baldwin uh, where I take uh, my dog. And, uh, you know, there's, there, it's a, it's a no uh, emission engine, you know, zone. You can't run an engine out on that lake. You're not supposed to. Right. Uh, so so this might be a solution. Well, it, this could be the future. But no, it's but again, it's a it's a specific it's a use specific type of boat. So it's not something if you're looking for something that you can do water sports with, this probably ain't it. Uh, well, it goes because, pretty well, fast though it, when it gets it, up it, out of the water, can't it? But it doesn't create a wake. Hmm. Well, yeah, if you're talking about wakeboarding, but right. you can still water ski, yeah, couldn't you? Uh, or, maybe or may or maybe do some it type have, of. Uh, it's going to have some racing. kind of wake. No, what about some kind no. of uh, racing in the future with these things? Oh, uh, there's already there's already uh, if you do a search, there's already uh, uh, electric hydrofoil um, racing league that started in Europe. I think like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, well, Candela is a Swiss company, so they have to be able to you know deliver cheese and uh, you know ah. chocolate and stuff like that between you know different places that have waterways in the way. So oh, there goes that. Climate. It'll probably start there. What? There goes there, what? There goes. No, that. I, th- I, th- I think you find this technology, you know, for uh, uh, small ferries, um, small passenger loads, uh, super yacht owners or yacht owners that are looking for a tender mm-hmm. um, that is a zero emission uh, type of deal. Again, running, ferrying people back and forth from uh, the shore out to their boat. Yeah. Uh, again, I think there's there's certainly applications for it. I don't see it so much in really creeping down into the recreational market as much as probably filling uh, or creating some, some needs uh, in some other areas like ecotourism um, again uh, uh, for tenders, for some of these larger uh, personal yachts, 
things like that. Um, and it's a great way to go. Uh, but as Barry pointed out, you know, your, your one challenge and the challenge with as we, we move towards electric is battery life, battery capacity, charging capabilities at marinas or dockside at your house and what that's going to entail. And I think that takes us in a direction where is electric the end all be all for every mode of transportation that's out there? I, I think two of these mounted maybe a foot underneath the boat on the hull on each side mm-hmm. would be perfect for inland waters going into the Everglades and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it's just a matter of figuring out how much power, how far you can get with it. So right. you, you figure would, out your turnaround time. You would take that into the Everglades? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think these motors would work out nice. Yeah. But not mounted, not mounted as a hydroplane. Not the way they have it. Yeah. You just, just you bring, uh, you bring some oars as a backup. No, I bring my EPIRB and I call for help. Well, okay, happens. there's that. Or yeah. Boat US. Or uh, I think boat if US. I'm in the Everglades, I'm sticking with Airboat. Okay, uh, well, well, there are canals back in there. Yeah. Well, we will see. We'll see where Candela goes with this. You know, that's one, uh, you know, I, I, I would think uh, despite the limited, you know, roadblocks that you're talking about as far as battery life, uh, you know, uh, time in between charges and that kind of thing, you know, this is the future. It's going to happen. Yeah. And it's going to. Cool. I don't I don't think so. You don't think this is the future. I again, I is electric the end all be all for every mode. Well, I didn't of transportation? say that. that it's going to be well, a no. big big part of it though and they're I, making I, strides it looks like. I, I think when battery technology gets better. Yeah. It will continue because it is much simpler than a internal combustion engine. Yeah. No emissions. I mean, Less no maintenance, gears, no, no maintenance, pretty much. Drive yeah. into a pair of propellers. Yeah. Uh, All right. And what's the cost of uh, that system? Oh, we well, don't, don't care know. about that yet. That's not important. We're talking about the future. So they got to make it first and make it work, and then we'll worry about the price, right? Down the road. That's how it always works with this stuff. More coming up. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater. All right, so the future, whether it's electric motors or hydrofoils or who knows what it's going to be. Maybe it'll be this Candela pod. We'll have to wait and see. But another story that caught my eye was from the Rob Report, and it talks about a 256-foot super yacht. Now, this is a concept, but it's going to double as a fully functional submarine. And they're they're saying that this thing would could go down to like, what is it? 900-something-odd feet, I think. Yeah, like almost a 1,000 feet underwater as a sub, uh, uh, as well as as uh, being a boat. Now, I mean, the, the artist's rendering of it looks like a kind of like a big sperm whale, doesn't it? Because <laughs> it has a big bulbous nose to it. It looks like a uh, one of the Jules Verne's right. uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea type boat. This is definitely pie-in-the-sky stuff, I know. but No. I, I yes. would love for wait, it wait, to wait. happen, though. I mean, we've seen we've seen at the boat show there was a couple of companies that had small personal submarines. You right, saw them there, right? But nothing like this. This thing's no, all what, this two hundred fifty six feet long. This thing, it, this thing is half the size of an uh, uh, 
of an Ohio class ballistic missile submarine. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, you're not going to be loading missiles in it, so you don't I need understand. the other half. <laughs> but but here's 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 the. Thing. So maybe it's yeah. really a submarine that's being dressed up as a Here, super yacht. Here's here's the thing. Okay. okay. There's enough maintenance costs with a yacht that sits on top of the water. Mm-hmm. That's true. The maintenance costs for one that goes 900 feet below and what it would cost you not only to run it and maintain it, but to crew it. Because I got news for you. Captain Marco Ramius ain't available. Hmm. You know, Captain Bart Mancuso isn't available. So who are you going to get to run this thing competently 900 feet below the surface that you're going to entrust your life to? It is a ridiculous concept. That will never get built. You don't think this is like a Geffen thing or uh This will never get built. Hey, they you know, built Branson the might, back in the 60s. They could do this. You know, Branson would be into this kind of thing. I mean, this he's a big-time diver and sub guy. He's done all... He, he, he what would makes you think this. he doesn't have his own submarine already? Well, he, he doesn't have one like this, I don't because think. Because it's below the water. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> That's true. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that is very possible. He already went up in the... Uh, up in the space. Maybe maybe he's been down underwater for some time. Uh, good question. All right, more coming up. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. There I am now at the marina. When she walks up and says, Skipper, how come you never take me for a ride on your skiff? I said, baby, climb aboard. So she's looking all around and she says, what is that? I said, what's what? She says, that. I said, well, that's my Johnson. She says, but it's so big. I said, yeah, it's a big old Johnson. I got a big old Johnson I got a great big Johnson I got a long shaft Johnson I got a big old Johnson She was squeezing on my choking on my pulling on a trimming on my She says, do we need some lubrication? No, baby, it's a four-stroke Oh, of course it is This is the world of boating Don't forget to put the play in Okay uh, Greg, your first mate, that's me. Captain Patrick, Barry, the boater. Um, I, I'm not going to say anything else other than I think I've provided my two stories for the week, which well, was looking at the future, and uh, uh, one can hope. I like the summary. One, one was nonsensical, and the other one was uh, uh, really, uh, again, it. it uh, I want to go back to the electric stuff because the uh, the submarine super yacht, um, you know, it, it, again, I see those stories come across to, you know, this, this super yacht concept has an 18 hole golf course on its upper deck. Oh, I want one getting built. Just take my money. It's never getting built. You know, mm. it, it's just not. And the best thing about this concept that I like is the fully, uh, uh, filled hot tub <laughs> that's in use when the boat is traveling 900 feet below the surface really because, it has one because Wait, it should yeah, work because yeah it'll work never have to fill you, it you don't get any type of turbulence whatsoever 
<laughs> oh, no, 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 no. When we're diving, there's a lot less turbulence than when we're at the surface. Okay, that is true. But you're, yeah. but, you're, but you're not in a 250-some-odd-foot, weird-shaped, super drag, especially if you look at the bow on this thing with that. But, I mean, this thing is not designed to be underwater. What are you well, talking about? Is, the bow looks like a giant sperm no, no, whale. No, the, the bimini top that he's talking about. Which, no, I'm yeah. talking about the, the bow area when you where you look at the uh, exposed yeah. seating. And right. all that, you know, submarines are made in a certain shape for specific reasons. Uh, reduced drag, silent running, less disturbance of the water. Uh, this thing is all about being heard when it's, when it's I, I wouldn't even, I'd hate to think what a sonar man would even think this thing sounds like well, uh, the, if it ever zombie, made it underwater. Zombies won't, uh, won't find you. So. It's, it's this, this boat, this, this boat submarine hybrid deal never gets built it could happen uh, yeah yeah i i could see this happening yeah maybe not this big i think it's a little too big actually it it looks like a platform for the uh um what what the justice league or something now so (laughs) one can hope so uh, back to the electric uh motors electric boats you you got a lot of these electric boat startups uh one that came across uh, a couple weeks ago uh is being started by uh, some former SpaceX employees. Um, it's known as ARC, A-R-C. Okay. Now, they've got a 475 horsepower model that they plan to have uh, completed by the end of this year. It's uh, less than 25 feet long. Yeah. Eh, it's going to go pretty fast. Uh, <laughs> guess how much money? Uh, well, let's see. It's, it's going to be uh, by Tesla people. No, yeah. SpaceX. Oh, SpaceX. Yeah. Okay. Well, same, same pe- difference. Same people. Yeah. Same company. No, it's not. If it was Tesla, they would say Tesla. No, that's no, wrong. SpaceX. SpaceX. Yeah, but where where does SpaceX come from? Yeah. Elon no, Musk. He's still I, have, yeah. I have stock in Tesla. I don't have stock in SpaceX. It's okay. two different companies. Okay. Right. Whatever. But same coming from the same guy's brain. Same engineers. Yeah. <laughs> so so what what of course it's gonna be crazy the expensive. Packs are gonna make be expensive. Yeah. Three hundred thousand dollars. Okay, well, that's kind of uh, how the first Tesla was, wasn't it? Okay, but the, <laughs> here's the thing, and, and uh, boaters are probably some of the most uh, biggest proponents of taking care of the environment, um, except for some of the ones down in Barry's area that like to throw beer bottles and cans, you know, off their boat while they're out on. Well, they uh, put a note in them and hope that it'll get found. Mm, <laughs> okay. If you find me, please throw me away. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> so. Kind of the same argument with um, ethanol and fuel, okay? Now, ethanol and fuel is designed to reduce emissions in cars, correct? Which is designed to uh, hopefully protect the environment. Less less harmful emissions in the atmosphere, uh, slow down global warming. If you're a believer in that, uh, better off everybody is. Except for the fact that the equipment that's used to till the field is driven by diesel or gas. The equipment that was used to build the factories that are can convert the corn to ethanol was built by diesel and gas-powered machinery, and the trucks that are going to truck the corn to the refinery and then the ethanol from the factory from the refinery to the gas refinery are powered by gas and diesel. Which is why you need solar and wind in order okay. to power the electric motors that will power these things. So the same thing with these electric startups is the 
infrastructure that is in place right now is driven by largely fossil fuels to create the stuff that is supposed to be less harmful to the environment. So therefore, by producing this, you're actually creating more emissions that are harmful to the environment to get a product out there that will lessen the impact on the environment. It's a vicious circle. Well, it is initially, but in the long run. In the long run, exactly. This is where uh, we're going, whether you want to admit it or not. I mean, ethanol's here. It ain't going away. Uh, it should. Well, maybe it, should, maybe it will once we get fully electric. You know, in our electric cars. At least corn-based ethanol should. Well, regardless. But, but once again, you know, ele- electric vehicles, you know, are, you know, like you said, the materials that go into these things, whether it's electric cars or, or boats, Obviously, there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, fuel-based or fossil fuel-based processes that are used to build these things, especially initially. But ultimately, they want to get to the point where they create the product and then figure it out. Now, you can debate all to your green in the face whether or not it's worth the effort in the first place. But but th- this is the way it's going, Patrick. You know this. I mean, well, the car manufacturers are yeah, going to that too. Exactly. And a thumbs up to the corn producers this year because their crop of sweet corn has been especially good. Okay, but but yeah, regardless, that, that gasoline smells especially sweet. <laughs> yeah, buddy. But the electric, uh, you know, motors and you know electric vehicles and probably a, a electric uh, boats and, and airplanes for that matter. This is coming. This technology is coming. Whether you like it or not, it's just a matter of how long is it going to take, don't you think? Well, again, I, I think the motor the motor technology is there. They can make it more efficient. It's just the battery technology. Well, exactly, so, and it keeps getting a little better yeah. and better. And, you know, is so, it going to finally I'm, get that? It, it, we're kind of getting closer to that point where maybe it'll uh, finally tip over the side, or maybe it won't. I mean, there. I guess there's that possibility that it'll never get there, but I have a feeling technology eventually is going to catch up on the battery side of things and make it, you know, so more and more people are going to get these, or they're going to be mandated to to go all electric just like some of the places that you said some of the waterways already have banned you know combustion you know engines on their lakes and waterways you think yeah uh well no i i think that again it there i don't believe that electric is a solution for every transportation mode of transportation that's out there i think it's got its limitations even with as battery technology increases, I think you still have your limitations, especially when it comes to boats, because you've got bigger hurdles to overcome in the operation of a boat on the water than you do a car that is rolling on pavement. Well, that may be, but there's companies already doing it. I like the Nova Lux uh, catamaran guy that we've had on, Mark. Yeah. They got yeah, an entire these, company. They they're they're doing they're solar and electric these, and yeah, everything. They're refitting these these because they found a good solution for these motors yeah. in this particular type of boat. Which now, is will what they I was be able earlier. to come up with an electric option for every type of uh, vehicle on the water or every type of job? Maybe not. I don't know. But is this the way the future is going? Of course, it is. I, I didn't mean? say it wasn't the way the future is going. I, again, I revert back to I don't think that it is a solution for every mode of transportation right. that exists today that's all and i think boating has its challenges when it comes to going all electric um, especially in saltwater environments 
and depending on the type of application the boat's being used for. I think that when you get down to you know everyday applications like ferry boats, um, there's some transports, things like that. Certainly, yeah, great sure. on the on the recreational end. We are a long, long, long way from it trickling down. Years? Well, how many years you think? Four hundred. Four hundred no, years. No, I say no. five to ten. I would say ten to fifteen. Okay, yeah. Barry's a little less optimistic than I. All right, there you go. More coming up on the world of boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast welcome aboard i will be your captain you'll be my scallywags i don't know what that means but you will be them and here's how we play thank you for your attention and welcome aboard let's go this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. Talk about the future and then some. Uh, but otherwise, you know, I, I, I think we're just going to have to wait for it and see who wins. The little wager we made before the last break there. I say five to ten years, we'll have a plethora of electric uh, boats on the water. It'll be, I, I, I'm going to say a minimum of 50%. Barry well, says 10 to 15, <laughs> and Patrick says 
Four hundred years. Five five to ten years. Fifty percent. Now I I want to be clear about this. Fifty percent of the boats on the water will be electric. Well, Well, for sale are out there. Uh, Yeah. No, you just you just buried us now because huge (laughs) ships are not going to be electric. Uh, Cargo ships are not going to be electric anytime soon. Yeah. Um, You're talking about like uh, recreational boats. Recreational boats that are that are for sale. You know, I'm gonna say it's a. That's my prediction. I'm gonna say five to ten. That might be a, a little aggressive. Yeah, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be optimistic. Well, I'm gonna go. That's that. what that's what he's been uh, investing in. So if he doesn't start making <laughs> no, his money back, that is not true. But <laughs> it, it is. But at <laughs> least you know I'm not condemning the planet like uh, Patrick. But here's the thing. So. You're, well, no, I'm not condemning the planet. He's I'm, not doing that. When I said 400 years, I wasn't being you know uh, uh, a smart aleck. It it's going to take time for those boats to trickle down to replace the hundreds of thousands if, of boats that are gas-powered boats that are out there to replace those. Yeah. If you think surprise is going to last 400 years, uh, nah. I don't know how good that 400 years, really we're not going to need boats. We're going to yeah. telepath. Uh, use oh, no, our, no, 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 no. Yeah, I don't use our be brain. Dis- disassembled. To, like, you know, it'll be Star Trek-type stuff. Beam me up to here and there and underwater guy. You know, the aliens will have shared their technology by then and all that kind Patrick, of stuff. Patrick, Im- imagine if something happened to the transporter and there were now two Gregs. One can only hope. <laughs> okay, moving on. What else we got, Patrick? Um, so something that uh, I had pointed out to Barry um, before we went live. Um, there's this really... Well, uh, let me let me hit this one first. So uh, on the World of Boating uh, Facebook page and the worldofboating.com website, you will find all of these stories and many more. Uh, some are cautionary tales, so pay heed. Uh, but all these stories and more are available for you to look at. Appreciate those of you who uh, take a look at them when they post during the week and leave your comments. Uh, we try to respond back. And by we, I mean me. Because Greg has no interest in taking part of any type of witty repartee on uh, the Facebook page. Well, when so, does it ever look, start? He's 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 been he's been practicing his guitar a lot. So there there is on the World of Boating Facebook page right now. There is a video from my friends out at Kelly's Port that shows the first Bennington pontoon boat with the new Merc six hundred. And there goes this camera. What is he doing? What? He just disappeared. <laughs> well, that's weird. It is. Did he just okay. pass out? No, he walked off somewhere for something. I don't know. Maybe he's coming back to get it. I don't know what happened. That, wait, <laughs> or someone was, knocked on his door. Or maybe it's the publisher's clearinghouse. That stage. is strange, isn't it? Yeah. So, He'll be back. So it was a Bennington what? What did he say? Barry? It was a. Uh, it was a new pontoon boat. Right, uh, with a 600 horsepower engine on it, and uh, that's got to be some flying little pontoon boat. Right, oh, there yeah, he that, is. That, yeah, what, what happened, thing. Patrick? You just totally fell off. What happened? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you later. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was strange. So, uh, yeah. The, yeah, the, the pontoon uh, boat. The, the Bennington is the first one. There's a great video there with uh, Ryan Kelly out there running that thing. Um, any guesses as to what speed was hit? Six. Now this is six hundred horsepower. You said yes. It is. Is it two engines or one? One. 
Holy, that's a lot of weight back there. Uh, let's see, a pontoon boat's pretty light. I would say about 45 to 50 knots. Okay, you got to go mile per hour because oh. nobody, nobody, nobody's up on that. Stuff, okay, Mary. let's see. That would be about 50, 55 miles an hour. 69 point something. Okay, I was close. <laughs> what, 55 and 69? It's close. Do the yeah, math. It's close. Like, oh, boy. Like, Mile per hour to like fourteen mile an hour difference. So yeah, I mean that that thing was flying. Mm-hmm. Um, that that so, is fast for so that that video is out there. Also, uh, this story. Um, are you guys familiar with this um, ride the giant wheel in Falkirk over in uh, what was that Scotland? No, um, please explain. Okay, so there's a series of canals um, that you. Uh, travel by via boat. But in order to get to them, um, as you find up in the upper Midwest, you know, with the Great Lakes and stuff, uh, certain areas where you got to go from one body of water to another, you go on a trolley car or a travel lift to get lifted out of one body what about and locks? to the other. Yeah. Don't locks uh, like do a lock the same kind thing? of thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. This, again, uh, up there where the boat is completely taken out, you're, you're actually physically moved to another body of water. This is kind of like that where you're in one body of water and it's what they call the wheel, which really I would buy tickets to just ride this thing, uh, whether I had a boat or not. So it lowers down into water. It's got a self-contained uh, tub, lot, tub Box, yeah, yeah. Uh, that you bring your boat into, get secured, and then it lifts you up. And as it lifts the area inside rotates meets with the channel up top and then you'll offload and go on your way okay so yeah it's like a a rotating wheel lock system yeah so it's cool and it's featured on the facebook page of world of boating yeah all right go check it out i I like it it sounds cool sounds like a e-ticket ride at the bare metal yeah there you go the future has arrived on that note we'll wrap it up till next time remember whether it's sail or motor Life is better as a boater. Safe boating, everyone. Come back there. Come back here, you barnacle-bitten swab. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at worldofboating.com. <gasps> Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the world of boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. <laughs> TTFN. Ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.